Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Do not bend over for those small people. Paula. I would put up with his B.O. It wouldn't stop me at all. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth, everyone. I'm, you know what? <laughs> intros are getting as bad as your as your conclusions. I know my conclusions God. are awful. I don't even. I should just, you know, give up that job. No, no, you shouldn't. They're, I think it's funny. They're so bad. They're good. <laughs> That's why I look at it. I think they're fun. Actually, it was funny. I was telling Daryl. I said, "Yeah, the conclusion went on a little bit long because she w- had kind of lost her thought of what she was going to say, or something like that." And I said, "But sometimes when she's really on and she's really got a lot of stuff she wants to talk about, it sounds like she's saying a prayer." And sometimes I just want to go, "Amen." You should. That'd be funny. <laughs> because they're, but it's they're so good. I mean, that's why I think they're fun. Personally, God bless America, and uh, take care of your pets. Spay and neuter, and um, yeah, drink more milk. I don't know. I think they're good. I I think they're funny, the thoughts that you come up with. But anyway, yes, so welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 176, if you can believe that we have stuck it, stuck in, what what is the word? We've stuck it out. Yeah. We have committed, and unlike our nature, we have not given it up yet. We have not lost interest. Yeah. So that's awesome. Ugh. We'll blame it on allergies. Well, you know what it is? I'm surprised that I've been able to have this long so far. I have all three kids home today sick. What? If you can believe that. Yeah, I know. We've made it a whole three weeks of school. All three? All three. Too sick to go? Yeah. Yes. There's. Well, one got sent home yesterday. Oh, the small child? Yes. Oh, no. That didn't terribly surprise me because she didn't want to go in the first place. But I just I insisted that she go because she didn't yes. have a fever. Yes. And I just said, if it gets really bad, I'm like, you know, they'll, they'll call me, call me. And yes. so two hours later, I got a call. <laughs> so, I well, had, I mean, is it a cold or flu? It's or? a cold. And then the oldest one, she's been actually the worst all week, but she's mm. insisting on going because she wants to see her friends. Yeah. She wants to keep doing cross country. Yes. And I'm just like, you can't. One day we told her she couldn't do cross country because we're like, you can't run three miles with your chest sounding the way it does. Mm, you did know. she cry? Was she mad at you? She just, she's like, fine. Yeah. And there was no practice today, but she Ah. um, was so tired this morning. I didn't, she didn't even wake up until almost nine o'clock. And so Mm -hmm. I just let her sleep because she's just been wearing herself so thin. And then the other one, he woke up and um, he said the same thing I have. We've just had this horrible stomach ache all week. Mm. Weird. And then so he had a headache as well. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, it's a long weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like crap. I honestly don't feel like, you know, making three lunches and then <laughs> busting everybody out the door by 730. 
you know, when everybody's already going to be complaining about going to school. Right, right. Well, the 13-year-old's not going to let you be lazy. She's going to be like, take me to school. Oh, no, I agree. She's not going to let you do the days off because we have a sniffle kind of chick. I, I get it. I mean, yeah. she, she was already unhappy when she woke up. She was just like, yeah. what the heck, you know? And I yeah. just said, you're really sick. In fact, we probably, right. if she doesn't get better by the weekend, she's going to have to go to the doctor because her chest right. sounds really bad. But well, yeah, that's, that's definitely a cause for concern. You don't want to... You I don't want her to have pneumonia or, or get bronchitis or something like that. It's so. true. It's true. Well, outside of that, welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for following us on all of our social media. We totally love new followers and likes and uh, responses and replies and retweets and Snapchats and all that fun stuff. So thank you for all of that stuff. We're going into Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So as a mother... It doesn't really matter to me <laughs> if we have a long weekend or not. It's not like my job. It's not like I get to leave the quote unquote office and, uh, you know, go somewhere and, and not do my job. So for me, it's like, yeah, it's a long weekend. I guess I get to sleep in a little bit later. But other than that, you know, life still is what it is, at least for me. I mean, you know, producer Dub gets home last night. He's like, yay, th- long weekend. I get to work from home and then I have three days off. I'm like, wow, it must be so fun right. being able to get, look forward to that. I mean, we are going to do some fun stuff, but still, you know, nothing outrageous, nothing that won't require laundry or food preparation. So it's not exactly an exciting vacation. I mean, if we were, if he was taking me to the Four Seasons and it was room service and, you know, laundry, laundry service, then I might be a little well, more sure, excited. Sure. I'm just thrilled. The kids have done, this is a new thing. They've decided mm. that they no longer want to buy their lunch at school. And so now yeah, they want you to make it. <laughs> they want it made. And the only reason why they want it made is because at the elementary school, if you buy your lunch, you have to sit at a different table than the kids who bring their lunch. Why are they segregating? I don't know. That's so weird. And well, I think it's because based on whenever you get into the lunchroom. And so if you have to yeah. stand in line to buy your lunch, it puts you at a different table because the other table has already filled up. They don't make them eat with their classroom? Well, they are eating with their classroom. They're eating with the people who buy their lunch. But the kids that buy their lunch, mm. that's not their friends. And so right. they had decided that they wanted me to make their lunch. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I made their lunch. Well, then the next day, because I made everybody the same sandwich, everybody got the same, you know, goldfish, apple juice whatever you know all that stuff then the next day came in the request yeah someone wanted a peanut butter sandwich someone wanted a jelly sandwich someone didn't like goldfish someone didn't like the string cheese somebody doesn't want apples they want a banana they want this so Mm -hmm. now in the morning it's taking me 20 minutes to make three lunches and oh you make them the night before well the sandwiches the night before the sandwiches get soggy so no they don't no they don't that's I what, swear, that's I promise. What I was t- that's what I was told, so I'm making them in the morning, so. Oh my God, no. Do not do not bend over for those <laughs> small people. Make the freaking lunches the night before, for God's sake. What are you, a slave? No, you would be like, no, you want me to make your lunch, you get what you get. Jesus effing Christ, or I know, make your own damn lunch. Uh, I hate that when kids get demanding. And trust me, I've been doing the demanding thing for like a fucking decade. And so I totally get it. But it's like, no, 
I make the lunches the night before. That's the end of it. And you know what? No complaints, by the way. I mean, really. And not only that, then you put them in the fridge. Yeah. And if you decide to give them jello or pudding, you know, like if there's a special day and you decide to put a yogurt in there or something like that. Right. They're nice and cold. By the time they eat it, it's still nice and cold because although we brown bag it, they all they probably have lunch boxes, right? Oh yeah, we had to go buy special lunch boxes. So then I have to put the freezer pack and the thing. Yes. So that way, you know, whatever else I put in there, it stays cold and yeah, Ryan yeah. has the no, little Tupperware thing that goes in the bottom so his sandwich can go in there so it doesn't get crushed. And Exactly, exactly. Well, that all goes away usually in middle school. Like Malia didn't do the lunchbox eighth grade. And from this point forward, she just brown bags it because she doesn't have room for a lunchbox. Right. So that will probably that will probably change. But yeah, buying lunch That's what is I absolutely said from the beginning. I'm just like, just go get yeah. some brown bags. That's what I said yeah. in the very beginning. But yeah, then I wound up getting these. Everyone had these three giant honking lunch bags with like, you know, freezer <laughs> packs and yes. Tupperware bins and secret compartments and, you know, all this <laughs> crap. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Okay. Enough food to survive a week in the wilderness. Basic. And then Crystal has a, a separate compartment because she needs a, an extra snack and a water yep. bottle before cross country. Because, right. So I have to pack that. And so, yes. you yes. know, by the time I'm done, I'm, I feel like I've prepared, you know, for a whole day's work. And then the thing that this is the thing that angers me the most is as what? soon as I pick them up from school, they are starving. And I I'm know. just like, I'm like, I have spent my whole morning preparing <laughs> like a life's worth of food and yeah. i and i asked him i'm like well, did you eat your lunch and olivia's like well i ate my goldfish and i'm oh, like God i'm yeah. like eat that sandwich that you yeah. had to have yeah i'm not making you top ramen no <laughs> you know what and this isn't really a criticism because it's very normal it's not like you're doing anything wrong this is just children but because they feel like they can just graze and eat $100 worth of lunch food in a week because it's there and available to them and it's easy, then it's like, look, I went through this and I had four. I went through God. this and I said, listen to me, small people. If you eat all of the food that I bought for your lunches that you had to have when I bought the max packs of the mini bags of cookies or chips or whatever right. it is, if you eat those... It is over. You get what we have. You'll get celery sticks. You will get corn chips. You will get a bottle right. of water. That is what your lunch will be. Take notice because trust me, it only takes one time to run out of their stuff. And then suddenly they're very grateful and they will eat everything that you give them in their lunch and not at home. Right. It only takes once. But the thing that sucks is that they'll come home. I'm starving because it's been two hours since I eat my lunch. I know. I know. <sighs> so, oh yes, God. I totally get it. And you know what? I can't tell you how many times Malia came home with a bag full of lunch. Oh, my God. That's so It happens all the time, especially when they're little, like Olivia's age. Like, and Mackenzie would come home with a whole sandwich. I'm like, you know what? I said, stop making her sandwich. Let's just stop making her sandwiches. I She's mean, not even eating them. Let's the just point? give her... Let's just give her a bunch of bags of seed or something. You know? I know, right? It's like, that's what they're eating. It's like, you want fishy crackers and an apple and baby carrots? Done. 
done. Why even bother? I mean, it's still good food. It's still protein and everything. She so. hasn't. She hasn't changed much. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, oh okay. Gosh. Well, uh, congratulations on getting the uh, the two days off of slaving away on lunches. I know. I good know, lord. Right? And then tomorrow morning we'll be like, can we have waffles? Oh, it's every day, Jamie. I mean, <laughs> oh my, my god. god. We go to, I told you before, we go to the store at least twice a week. I mean... That is when you have to start regulating and going, you people need to stop. You need to stop. Oh, I tell them, even when they have a snack and they're like, well, I'm still hungry. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait 10 minutes. I'm like, give it 10 minutes to enter your body yeah. and to actually expand in your stomach and and see what happens i'm like, like you're, you're not even allowing yourself the opportunity to get to full. digest <laughs> right well and it's funny they, it's like that one little dalmatian in 101 dalmatian he's like but hung, i'm hungry mother but mother i'm still hungry <laughs> it's like constantly and it's like get away from me i mean jesus Jeez, i know i feel like it's just a feed store just, please you know. are you kidding daryl's even worse sometimes it'll be like three o'clock on a saturday so what do you think we're having for dinner i'm like must you constantly oh, feed must you constantly feed that is the most annoying question to me it, it's oh, not yeah. actually it's not it wouldn't be annoying if it was like five or six o'clock like that would be like, appropriate timing. are we having dinner tonight you know well, that yeah. would be appropriate but it's it's when it's like you know Three, three thirty, and it's just like, what's for dinner? And I'm just like, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. We just literally had lunch. I like, would tell them nothing. There's nothing for dinner. You've eaten it all. Sorry. I would just say, well, considering we just had lunch, I hadn't really thought about it. You know. Well, what the the thing that's kind of pissed me off now is that for years, Daryl would say, so what are we having for dinner? And then and now that time period comes around and I'm like, so what do you want for dinner? I mean, now I'm being trained. I've been trained like Pavlov's dog <laughs> to start asking what he wants for dinner. And it's pissed. It has pissed me off. I know. It angers me because I am not this. I do not get. I am not trainable. No one trains me. <laughs> The Uggs know if you're going to go out in public, it's best that you, at least, do a lip and a clip. To help out, Paula has your lip and clip tip of the week, brought to you by the Ugly Truth Avon Store. Here's Paula. Not to toot my own horn, but I definitely get complimented on my eye makeup all the time. Thanks to Avon, they have True Color Eyeshadow Quad. With over 10 palettes to choose from, you can create a variety of looks and trick anyone into believing that you were made up by a professional. Trust me, if I can fool people, you definitely can fool people. Check them out, look for True Color Eyeshadow Quads on our Avon website, and stay pretty, my friends. Get this and tons of other lip and clip favorites from our Avon store at uglytruth.com shop. And now, once again, here are the Uggs. Anyway, okay, so I have to do this simply because it's stuck in my mind like a broken record, so just bear with me, all right? All right. Cheer up, Charlie, give me a smile. What happened to that smile I used to know? You're going to make me cry. Safe home, Gene Wilder. You know what? I mean, okay, he was 83. He had Alzheimer's, which is actually so sad. It is so sad. I appreciate that they reserved that information, though, yeah. until his death. I mean, Me too. I, I always like, I actually really like it when people do that, because I think it does give them some sense of dignity Absolutely. and lets them die with the respect 
And I think the way his nephew put it was Mm -hmm. they wanted him to be able to have that imagination and that dream about him. Yes. And that children still look at him that way. If you want to view paradise. (laughs) Ah! And you know what? I I did hear that they're actually going to put Charlie and the Chocolate Factory back in some theaters. I have to tell you, Paula, that is probably one I would go see. I might. I don't know. If it's all like big and colorful i think it'd be fun i'd probably cry at the end it's just it's so hard you know that was one of the that's a special movie for most people i think i don't think we're alone in that you know there's so many movies and when he passed and i heard the information and i just Mm -hmm. said you know thank you and i said you really saved us and i meant us by me and my sisters i said you really saved us and so many ways that you don't know and i i mean that by to say that there's so many movies that we got to escape to yes when we were young and True. that was definitely one of them i agree with you it just it really resonated with us even to this day i mean my god you yes know, we we still watch that movie. We still talk about that movie. I mean, it's, you know, when it's on, it's just, it still touches a special place in our hearts. And so I, I always, for some reason, thought I looked like Violet. You're turning Violet, Violet. You did. You had that hairstyle. Yeah, she had brown hair with bangs and a ponytail. I'm like, how many years did my mother wear, make me wear that ponytail with bangs? And I always thought Stephanie was like Veruca. Oh, God, with that <laughs> wild hair. And how angry Don't she was. Don't care how I want it now. Yes, she absolutely was Veruca. And you were Mike TV. Am I on TV? Am I coming in clear? Yes. Mike TV, I'm on TV, Mom. Mike! <laughs> that is so funny. Which actually, when they remade it with Johnny Depp, I was not happy about that. No one was. It was creepy and weird, and he looked strange, and it was just like, why? See, that that is a classic example of a movie that should not be remade. I don't give a crap if Roald Dahl didn't like the original. It was so, it was so good. It just, it was per, it was like a perfect film. It's one of the few films where I go, don't need to touch it. Just let it lie. Please let it lie. But they didn't, of course, because Hollywood is, they're just assholes. Speaking of, one thing, there was only one thing that bugged me about the death and announcement of Gene Wilder and all of the people that, you know, of course, all of us were, you know, sending our appreciations and thoughts and stuff. This is what really drove it home. Everyone failed to mention that this man had been married to someone for 25 years after Gilda Radner died. Right. 25 years is a long time for a man who was married four times. And Gilda Radner, I was listening to, um, and if you haven't, which really do yourself a favor, Fresh Air is an NPR interviewing show. It's a podcast, but but it's also airs on NPR stations throughout the country. Terry Gross is probably one of the best interviewers I've ever heard in my entire life. And she's been interviewing people for like 40 years. She's amazingly brilliant. She interviewed Gene Wilder like in 2007, I think, or 2008. Mm -hmm. And they aired that interview this week because he passed away. Oh, okay. So Terry Gross, who's brilliant at asking questions, you know, they have he had written a book about his life and that's why he was being interviewed. So they, of course, were talking about Gilda Radner from beginning from the day they met until the day she died. It was five years. It was a very small, fast relationship. Oh, wow. What's interesting is in his own words, he said, my relationship with Gilda was 
wild. I loved her very much, but it was torturous. There was a lot of anger and it was a sad ending. He goes, and I'd like to note that two years later, I met someone and I've been married to her and I'm absolutely in love. And it's like, I'm not saying that Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder didn't have this torrid love affair, but it wasn't what people have made it to be. And everybody has neglected this poor woman who cared for this man for mm-hmm. 25 years. Right. And I'm like, that's kind of sad because everybody's like, oh, Gilda and Jean, they're together again. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably true if you believe in heaven. But seriously, this lady and her children had this man in their life for almost for probably almost 30 years. And mm-hmm. there's been no mention, no mention. And I'm like, that's sad to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, his nephew did say that, you know, he's been kissing the woman, you know, he was able to like still recognize and kiss the woman that he loved for, you know, 25 years. Right. I meant, I just meant the media. Well, I mean, you know, the media is always going to sensationalize whatever they're going to do. And so I think the part that kind of surprised me is, is that he never had children. Right, right. So really, the only person he really had was his nephew. And even at that his sister had already passed. Well, he, in uh, in the mid to late 60s, he adopted his first wife's daughter. But yeah, it's, you know what, I but I'm with you. I really appreciate that he kept his private life private mm-hmm. and that we really didn't, you know, we, we weren't privy to every dirty detail about his illness and, and we were able to preserve our affection for what we saw in his movies and, you know, his interviews and, you mm-hmm. know, I personally loved Stir Crazy. I remember even watching Lady in Red, which is not... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you think it was a good movie? I didn't. I don't remember it being amazingly good, but I do remember liking it and seeing it more than once. Yeah, I think it was just a kind of a funny movie, just because yes. she had such a like a a thing for him, but he was such an oddball person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. he wasn't a looker, you know, so think, to speak. <laughs> I think for was, his characters, that was my struggle with with that movie. It's like. Really? I mean, he's just so... I mean, I think that was probably the whole premise is that he wasn't attractive. Right. I mean, in that sense. I mean, someone like that, if he's that brilliant and funny, I probably would have fallen for him too. You know? I kind of like that, but uh, not that look. He looks like a bird. It's very difficult to find (laughs) any attract, you know, for me. But anyway... Safe home. And yes, you're right. The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for me, as well as you and many others, were able to escape and go, well, at least we aren't that terrible like those children. Augustus. Yes. And I'm so glad he he pulled the hair out of one of those kids' heads. I'm like, good, do it. Snollsberry? What is a Snollsberry? I've never heard of a Snollsberry. I just love that movie so bad. Ugh. Well, safe home, Gene. You will be missed, but we have your movies now, so that's all that matters. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy Explanation
want to view paradise Simply look around and view it Anything you want to do it Want to change the world There's nothing to it So, okay, so speaking of the past, there were a couple of things that happened, a few things that happened this week, and I thought I'd share them with you, because if you were here, I'd I'd tell you about them anyway. So, Malia's cheerleading season has begun, football season has begun for the high schools around our town, and our first game of the season was at our alma mater, Casa, Casa Roble High School. And I have not been to a football game at Casa where I was a cheerleader and then a drill team member ever. I, I don't think, I think the last time I went to a game there was I went as an alumni and I think it had been like, it was 10 years after I graduated. Like it was like, it's been a really well, I long time. I think you went with me when I went it, at my homecoming game, which probably would have been actually earlier than 10 years after you graduated yeah but the last game i went to oh oh okay was, last game yeah it was like 10 years after i graduated and, and i think it was a the big alumni game and so i went because i don't know why i just why not i was in the area or something so we get to casa and the games are very popular there was a long ass line to get in for this game which oh, was wow. crazy and they were even selling T-shirts because Bella Vista and Casa are the unofficial rivals. Oh, so they right. were selling rivalry T-shirts. And I was like, are you kidding me? That is so crazy. I never remembered it being that big of a rivalry. But I guess Malia was telling me there was a Twitter war and it was like going crazy. Wow. So I was like, oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. So I go by and I was going to buy a sweatshirt, you know, for Casa mm-hmm. because I'm an alumni. And I thought, hey, why not? You know, I don't even have one. I don't have anything except for my old cheer uniform so then the reality sets in that i can't sit in the home stand i've got to go to the visitor section well you're there to support your daughter of course i know and and that i'm cool with so i'm sitting on the visitor section and i'm watching all of these kids you know jockey for position and all these cassa kids coming over and sitting down thinking they're really brave you know these little packs of boys coming over thinking that they're cool because they're sitting with bella vista trying to you know they're not afraid you know Mm -hmm. so i'm sitting there and these these this little four pack of kids come over these boys and they're wearing all their casa stuff they were just looking around and they were they weren't saying anything bad about our cheerleaders because they're actually quite cute we don't have like cows or anything Mm -hmm. so they were talking about it and i'm like you know it's really sad that you guys have to sit over here because you're so disliked over at your own school that's too bad that's unfortunate you said that yes oh and they were all what And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, there's nothing they can say to win this argument, because why else would you be here? You know, I mean, you can call somebody's parent a bitch and I will laugh at you, but I really find it pathetic, you know? So I'm like, it's yeah, like I said, it's really pathetic. You're over here. I'm sorry that you're so disliked. And I kept looking forward, watching the game, and they got up and left. (laughs) Because what are they going to do? And Daryl's like, you said that to them? I'm like, yes, I said that to them. I go, it's, you know what, It's, it's a struggle enough that I'm sitting here wishing that I was 17 again, cheering for football games. But now I've got these little a-holes over here taunting people. Get out of here. What the hell? I was pissed. I was I was genuinely irritated. I don't know why. I would have accidentally dumped my drink on them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Over it. Did that spill on you? So the JV game ends and 
the place is just packed to the gills with kids on both sides. It's crazy. It's loud. You know, varsity game hasn't even started yet. And Malia's got all of her friends, her little boyfriend's there. And so I told Malia, I said, have an awesome time because she was cheering for varsity this this weekend. And I said, you know what? Have a great time. I'm cutting out. I don't want to impinge on your social life because it feels weird now. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So I'm walking out and I see, you know, the Rams, my alumni, your alumni, they're lined up and they're getting ready to run out onto the field. And something happened to me. I became a Ram, (laughs) like immediately. I stood up on the bleachers. I had my phone out and I'm watching these guys get ready. They are hyped. The, the mascots there. There's cheerleaders lined up on Are both you like, sides of the field. I did. I did. I was standing there going, "Oh my god, this is it!" <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, "Go Rams, go, go!" Psh, psh. I was so excited, and so they go running out on the field. And I'm like, "Yes!" It was like I just went back like 20 years. It was Aww, so fun. fun. It was, and I'm like, "God, I really want to stay." I really want to stay and sit over there. But I'm like, I can't. I mean, I could. I'm an alumni. I could totally go over there and be all in. I wasn't wearing Bronco gear or anything. You'd be by yourself, but. Like that. I would care about that, you know. But (laughs) then I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Isn't it funny how so many years can go by, your kids go to different schools, but man, your heart will always be with your I know, right? It just doesn't matter. Like your kids can go to some amazing school in your town. If they ever get the opportunity to play against your alumni, it you will be torn. I you know. Will, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, will. God, I'll totally be like, oh, my God, I wanted to share over there. Like, I'm totally <laughs> like, yes. I want my kid to win, but I want to be over there with like, you know, the blue, white and silver. Blue and white. <laughs> blue and white fight. You know, it's like you want to get all there. And I'm like, God, it's so it's hard. I go, but, you know, I love my little Bronco. Yeah. But man, it's it's really tough. I'm like, and, and they won. Castle oh, one. Of course they did. And I was really glad. I'm like, secretly, I'm very excited about this. You know, they're they have they're having a great season. So anyway, I'm like, oh, and I did think of you and Stephanie. I'm like, oh my God, you guys would be like all in. Because you just get so worked up. You get so excited. But I don't think it's different for anybody else. I mean, everybody goes back to their high school. And if you had even a remotely amazing time at the games or whatever. You get really worked up and you sure. get really excited about it. But anyway. I used to have the best times at the basketball games. Oh, those, those are fun. Those were so fun. Yes, they are. And I think it's because it was so like packed in there. And hot. And, and there's, there's it was. And screaming. like you were right there, like in on the action. And you can see the whites of their eyes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so That's okay, ridiculous. I know it's so stupid, but it's fun when you're 18 or 16. It's like, oh, it's, it's like it's, it's your, everything. It's your world. It's everything. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you wearing blue today? What do you mean? We have a game tonight. Oh shit! Your I'm, wearing BB colors. I'm wearing BB colors. <laughs> I used to always do that. Um, speaking of disgusting. Daryl and I went up to pick up our wine order. We have the, the that little winery up in Placerville, and we there's a great little lava cap winery, and we just pick up our wine like every three months, and we mm-hmm. go up there, we have a glass of wine, and then we leave. So we did that. We sat down and we were having our glass of wine. So there was this couple; they were not married, because I, I checked, I looked. I mean, I guess 
they could have been married with no rings on, but based on how they were speaking, um, because I could actually hear them talking, they were not married. Okay. They were on some kind of date. And so this dude, and they were probably in their 50s. Mm-hmm. He was for sure. This dude seriously kept picking his nose and then looking at it. He did this three or four times. And then he actually took out a like a handkerchief and started doing it appropriately. And I'm sitting there and there was no discussion. The woman, I mean, I could I could only see the back of her head, but she wasn't speaking. But she was looking straight ahead like she's watching him do this. And I'm thinking if I was on a date. Oh, my God. And that happened to me. Uh I don't know what I would do either. I don't know if I would go, what are you doing? Like, I probably would. Is that what's left in, like, the 50s range is, like... Nose pickers? I mean, he must be really well off or something because... I, I thought that, too. <laughs> what is it, like, slim pickings? <laughs> I don't know, but I was just looking at this going, how is she, like, what... It's like so. I'm dating this guy. He's really nice. He's super wealthy. There's just one little thing. What? Well, he picks his nose, <laughs> and then he looks at his digging. I mean, then he looks at his finger, and I'm like, you know, it's one thing to pick your. He nose. doesn't eat it. Well, so that's good. I didn't see him flick anything. <laughs> And eventually he'll use a hanky, but... It just takes him like three or four diggings before he finally goes, well, you know, my finger's just too fat. Oh so my I can't get it God. wedged up into my schnoz. So I guess I'll just use a, a handkerchief like a gentleman. Or, you know, I don't know, excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and dig in there with some tool. Disgusting. I mean, is whatever's in there bothering you that much that you have to like, I mean... If it was me and it was a date, I'd be like, hey, guess what, dude? It's your fucking nose hair. Get in there with something, clean it out, and then never call me again. I'm just giving you a heads up for the next poor girl that you take up here who's trapped in the hills with you. Get a nose trimmer. They're tickling your nose. That's what it is. Disgusting. uh, Yeah, I don't really know how that's ever appropriate. I just... I would be so hostile. (laughs) I'd be so hostile. I would just be a little dumbfounded. I'd be like, are you really? I can't believe I mean, <laughs> Am my eyes deceiving me or are you really doing what I think you're doing? I, 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 wouldn't you say something? I'm kind of surprised. I'd probably just like <laughs> stare at him in shock. I just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't even have the words. Well, I was shocked and I wasn't even at the table. Wow. I, mean, I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was not good. I, I just was so surprised. I was like, wow are you that oblivious to to how disgusting that is he must be like really really rich then that he doesn't give a crap about what people think i've heard that before where there's certain celebrities where they just have like the worst habits because they just don't even give a fuck because they're just so famous and rich they don't even care speaking of um i read a little blurb the other day and it made me so sad bradley cooper doesn't wear deodorant (laughs) is there a reason maybe he doesn't think he needs it but you know everyone who thinks they don't need it usually do 
I mean, he might as well just sprinkle his armpits with cumin and, you know, get ahead of the game. <laughs> he I doesn't. Mean, he, or put an onion under each arm. Jeez. It's like, oh, I, I use red onions. That's what I use. That's all. That's, that's all it that is. That doesn't make a lot of... Th- well, I mean... Ha- he I doesn't do how, cologne either. How true is that? I mean... Who- uh, you know what? I don't know. I mean, the only reason I thought there might be any validity to the statement is because he's incredibly fluent in French. To be honest, I would put up with his B.O. I, it wouldn't <laughs> stop me at all. You know, I'm not sure, Paula. I really don't know. I mean, this and then his unhealthy relationship with his mother. I mean, I just... I'm starting to become concerned that he was born ugly and had a lot of work done or something. I'm not sure. Like I told you, all these celebs, they have their very weird quirks. Leonardo, so, I've heard Leo DiCaprio smells. I wish I could get close enough to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I can, I'd like to substantiate that claim. I would, I'd be all up in that business just to find out. <laughs> Okay. Oh, let's go to television because I want to hear your new television addiction. Okay. So it just so happened the other day that we stumbled across this show. And since we've watched it, I have basically watched like 12 episodes. Okay. What is it? Doomsday Preppers. Oh, God. Paula, you went through this before. Okay. But this is different. So basically, I had no idea how this worked. No one does except for weirdos. The way the show starts out is it interviews the person or the prepper. They call themselves mm-hmm. preppers. Mm. All these people, basically, they've all had something traumatic happen to them. All right. So they've either had like a house fire. They've lost a job. They had filed bankruptcy. They got robbed at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, they had lost their whole house in a hurricane. So something traumatic happened to them at some point in their life. And so okay. they had like a trigger. And because of that trigger, it caused them to become a prepper. So it kind of reminded me of like hoarders. Okay. So they're living in an extreme condition. And what they're preparing for, they're all preparing for different things. Okay. Not everybody's preparing for, you know, what you would think. Okay, so oh. give me give me one example. So a lot of them are preparing for an what's called an EMP. I, I am I supposed to know what that? So an EMP is basically like a bomb, but what it it doesn't destroy anything. It only destroys like electronic devices. Mm-hmm. So it would take out like the power grid, you know, yeah, cell phones, all those okay. things. <laughs> Um, other people are preparing for, like, the collapse of the government. Oh, my God. Other people are preparing for the Russian Russian invasion. Like Red Dawn's going to happen? Yes. Okay, so why are you obsessed with this show, though? This is sad. No, it's fascinating. Because it's fascinating to see mentally ill people prepare for something that will ne- likely never, ever happen? Well, because then what you get to see is how they prepare. You know, some of these people end up in jail, right? I mean, they're oh, not. Oh, Victor and I are convinced that many of these people are already on the radar. Yeah. Because most of the preppers are in Texas. What a shock. <laughs> so. Jesus. What's interesting is some of them have underground bunkers. Right. Some of them, their houses are like fortified with like cement walls and things like that. Yeah. Some of them have like food stocked up to last like three years. 
Others have like ponds with fish already in them. I think what makes me sad about these about this is that this sounds a bit exploitive. Oh, they go on this show on purpose. I know. Then, so they can't be that concerned because they're on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to show you exactly everything I have. So when this horrible thing happens, I'll be safe, except you'll know exactly where I am and what I what I have to combat this, you know, apocalyptic result. It seems a little ironic. So this is this is was probably one of the weirdest ones I saw. This guy, he actually has like a community of people. Oh, that's not good. This one was weird. He has a community of people of about 25 people that are in his quote unquote lifeboat. And there was one gentleman who was temporarily suspended from the lifeboat because of his his actions. It sounds like a cult. That's exactly what I said. That's terrible. No, and he's the captain of the lifeboat. Oh, no. That sounds like Scientology. And so they are also creating a school to teach people after the collapse. His wife holds two master's degrees. And she's completely convinced that this is the thing. Huh? She's going to be the teacher. I see. And so they are do they, do they, saving books and everything like that. But do they, the, Are there children? No, that is Thank the God. sad. No, that is the sad part. Some of these preppers do have children, and they hold drills to see how quickly these children can put their gas masks on. Oh no, 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 no! See, that to me is that's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I I don't think I could watch more than a show of that. I mean, I I get your. It's the same reason why you like to watch Hoarders or My Six Hundred Pound Life. You're right. just looking in a window of a life that you would you will literally never ever relate to unless you actually saw it in front of you. Sure. So I understand, but man, that's uh, I mean, it's an absolute hot mess. And here's the, the thing is, is <laughs> yeah. like, you know, if someone wanted to do this as like a hobby, because mm. I mean, in some ways, like it's like camping, you know, right. if you wanted to, oh, God, like, if, then I'll never be a prepper. <laughs> like if you had a property and you wanted to build like a little, you know, fort or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I can see why it would appeal to guys. Guys are just right. like, hey, we built a fort in the backyard and we're going to go out there and sleep in it and eat MREs, you know, and right. and pretend the bad guys are going to get us, you know. OK, what guy doesn't do that when they're six years old? So right, right, I'm sure right. they'd want to do it when they're older. And that sounds fun. Right. But if it was a hobby, that's one thing. But these people legit believe this is an imminent threat and they do this like every day full time. That is a stressful, un unsatisfying way to live in my opinion i man i just can't even fathom spending my whole life preparing for something that may or may not come even if i was convinced that it was going to come i can't imagine just sitting and waiting you know what i mean that's such a lot it's such a waste of life i'm so sad for all these people because i just think like there's nothing anyone could do to convince these people otherwise it's really unfortunate that something has made a flipped a switch that they're so afraid of an imminent doom that they are now being you know they've their whole life is fashioned around this fright 
That is unfortunate. I can see why, well, I know why you would definitely, your personality, I can see why you would be obsessed with this show. I mean, mentally, these people are so fascinating to me. I mean, it's just... It's like, God, I thought I was ill. Well, it's just, it's so fascinating that mm-hmm. these people live their lives every day doing this. and. Yikes. You know, and to see what they can create or what they do create. And, right. and you know what I found the most interesting, too, is it's what? mostly the husbands, the wives. Yeah. They are not all on board. Of course they're not. They're reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not the ones that are ill. But they're the ones that are just kind of going along with it. It's like I go along with it. And then in their mind, they're like, I can always check out. I can always leave. You know what I mean? But to yeah. me, I mean, I it, that must be difficult because you're married to someone. You love them and you're like, God, it's so sad that this is all happening. But Well, and because something happened, like something triggered this. Right. It wasn't always like this. Exactly. And so it's so even worse. God, I can't even imagine. That's the part that probably, you know, like yeah. if it was just five years ago that something changed, then they're thinking, you know, the first 20 years, everything was okay. Right. Okay. So speaking of people who won't survive the apocalypse, Daryl loves Bear grills. Yes. And, you know, you, you go through your mind, you're like, if a zombie apocalypse occurred, he would be, I would make a beeline to that guy and I would live longer, you know, or that kind of person. So he has that show, Running Wild with Bear Grylls, where he takes celebrities who sign up to do an adventure with him. And it's very mild compared to the stuff that he used to do when he was just by himself. Right. But he takes him on these little mapped out journeys and it's all very safe. Nobody really is in any danger other than maybe the elements. So Courtney Cox was on last week. Oh my God. Paula, this woman is a miserable human. I, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I mean, she's so miserable. First of all, she addresses her face immediately. Because she's done so much to her face, she looks weird. She doesn't even look normal anymore. She looks... Well, she probably has to use a lot of makeup to cover up what's been done. So she... But she addressed it immediately. And she's like, you know, I got really caught up in the whole aging thing. And I made a lot of very poor choices. Luckily, I saw a photo of myself and went, wow, I look horrible. And she said, I'm not doing anything anymore. Everything I did was an injection and it, it will it ultimately it will go away. So I just have to wait it out. She's 50. So okay. she's going to look she's going to age rapidly in front of our faces. But at least she will look at least the way she was probably naturally going to look instead of doing all this stuff. And Daryl, because Daryl, he's like an anti he can't even fathom the thought of me putting any kind of injections in my face. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. He's like, don't do it. So you're totally screwed then. (laughs) No, we had this debate when we were watching this with her. I said she made some poor choices. She got really aggressive and she was not happy with the initial stuff she was doing. Jennifer Aniston is 50 and she gets injections. You, you would think never... she does? She does. She said so. Oh, I didn't know that because I'm just like, yeah. Jennifer Aniston looks like a, you know, goddess. Looks, yeah, because she does it correctly. I said, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Courtney Cox lost her damn mind and went crazy and did the whole L.A. Orange County thing. Jennifer Aniston does Rustalin, so she looks like she's slept. She looks rested. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. So I appreciated that. But she has very little to say about anything else, except for the fact that she 
was crying through the entire episode. He literally had to drag her through this adventure. And I'm watching this and she kept saying, I have children. What am I doing? I'm so scared. And I'm like, why did you sign up for this? How no many one... children does she? I thought she only had one. She does. Coco. <laughs> and she's 12. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why did you do this? You're in Ireland and it's raining and it's cold and you're <laughs> she had to cut the balls off of a dead sheep in the field and she had to eat maggots. And all I could think of was, I think he did this on purpose because she's being such a whiny bitch. I would think so. I think he would have found a lot nicer things for her to eat if she had not been such a. And you know what? Bear Grylls is not swayed by. Oh, God. He anything too- because he's been no. married to the same woman for. Yep. Ever. Oh, and, yeah. And he loves her to death. But and he has four boys. And he and doesn't. So he doesn't give a shit about looks. No. And so what's. Oh, she's not attractive. Right. Well, now. no, she's not. But what I'm saying is, is like he doesn't. He was smitten. He's been smitten with a couple of his people of the couple of the celebs, but not in a like sexual way. Just like they're adorable. He he. And it reminds him of his wife. Juliana Huff did one and she was all in. She's like everything. And so he was going to kill this big ass snake to eat for dinner. And she started crying. She's like, no, bear. No, leave him alone. Leave him alone. She's literally grabbing his hand and pulling him away from the snake. But other than that, she did everything. She drank elephant piss. I mean, oh, God, she did it all. And, and he really appreciated that. But compare this to Courtney Cox. They're tandeming down this mountain to get to their escape route. And they're on a beach now and they're waiting for the boat so they can leave. And he said, you know, people volunteer to do this. No one made you do this, right? <laughs> you know, when they when they said, hey, you want to do this? And you said yes. That's how that goes, you know? Right. He goes, what was your best part? She goes, the end. I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm like, okay, mother. God. It's like, why did you do this? You're with one of the best survivalists on the planet. At least as far as we can see, because we don't know. But it's like, if I was there, I would be like, tell me what to do. I'm all in. I don't want to eat anything gross. But other than that, I would have tried my best. I me mean, too. that's I been all like, I could have done. She was constantly going, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, what? what why did you do this? I was so hostile. I'm like, I, I literally want to reach out to her and go, what the fuck is your problem? It sounds like it would have been like if Stephanie had been out there. We forwarded through half of it i'm like i can't listen to her whine any longer i'm over it oh my god i can only imagine what kind of people are commenting about that show like worst oh. show ever god she's such a pain in the ass to me it's like if you're gonna sign up for something be all in that's all i'm saying you know just be all in don't be all i'm not sure it's like no this is not one of those things where you get to go whatever she's like this isn't like a movie set at all i'm like really what a shock there's no trailer for you to sleep in. What oh. was she thinking? That's ridiculous. Maybe she should be on Dancing with the Stars, Paula. That would have been a much better choice for her. But <laughs> speaking of, yes, okay, that's so that's the, that's the next Dancing with the Stars is coming up. I think it starts like in the next two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling you before the show starts that... Dancing with the Stars has been on for I don't even know how many years now. Like mm. a lot, a lot of years. Okay. And they do two seasons a year and it never ceases to amaze me that they are able to get people like people that you are going to be interested to watch 
every season. <laughs> okay. Give me the highlights. Yeah, I'm not going to give you everybody, but okay. to start with, Amber Rose. Do you know who Amber Rose is? She's Kanye's ex, right? She's Kanye West's ex. Of course, now on her bio, they list her as a mother, as a female advocate, and all those <laughs> things. They fail to list her as, you know, Kanye West's ex, a stripper. Right. You know, all of and those the one, things. And <laughs> the one that broke the news that Kanye likes fingers up the ass. Yes, the one that's, <laughs> you know, told everyone that Kanye likes to have his fingers up his butt mm. so she is going to be on there she's now here's the thing though she's going to be paired with maxim Cherk Cherko gosh I, I don't even Cherm know I, I don't Kowalski. even know hasn't been on the show for a while but uh -huh. he's like a total diva guy he's a oh. total perfectionist that'll be interesting he's kind of like the playboy of the show oh. so it will be interesting because she's nothing but a, like a barrel of curves so right. i'm not exactly sure how that match is going to work out i think he's <laughs> probably going to end up getting quite frustrated with her next <laughs> babyface is going to be on there Really? Yes. I would venture to guess that he could probably have some pretty swanky moves. I think he'll do all right. And he's got a super cute partner. Her name's Allison Holker. She's married to Twitch, who's actually on Ellen. You know, you, you are literally speaking Japanese to me. I know none of these names. <laughs> okay, you watch Ellen, don't you? No. Okay, Ellen's got her little DJ guy. His name is Twitch. He's also okay, a so dancer. All right. He's married to Allison. They just had a baby like within the last six months. So okay. the fact that she's actually going to be back already and in dancer shape is amazing. Right. Okay. Lori Hernandez, the gymnast Aww. from the Olympics. She, she was my favorite. She'll be back there. Cute. She's going to be dancing oh. with Val, who is actually Maxim's brother. Val is like on my top five free pass list. I, you know what? I, I totally know you're telling you're, you're going to tell me they're partners, but I don't know any of these. Like you, it doesn't like I don't even know them. Well, the listeners will probably know. So, OK, Maureen McCormick. You know, she played Marsha Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She's 60. Yeah, she's got to be really old. So yeah. we'll see how well she does. Vanilla Ice, he's going to be on there. You know what? I'm going to bet he does well. I would think he actually would do well, considering he... He can dance. Well, he can dance, and he's actually stayed in pretty good shape because he does a lot of home renovation projects. That's what he does now. He yeah. has like a business, and I think it, I think it started in Florida. But now he has it. Like I guess he has a show, a reality show. I think it's show? called the Vanilla Ice Project, and so <laughs> that's a, that's very creative. Yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> okay. So I I would venture to guess he'll go fairly far. I hope so. I like him. I've always liked him though. So we'll see how well he does. Yes. Uh, Ryan Lochte. I told you he was going to end up on television. So here's the thing I can't figure out is. Mm. I almost want to guess that he was committed to doing this before that whole scandal broke, but um, I'm not sure because I yeah, don't know, I know that they would have put him on the show anyway. You know what? They do this. It seems that they pull top of mind people for these seasons. It's almost like the equivalent of Twitter or social media where it's like, let's get the people who are causing a stir right now. And even though Ryan Lochte for you is a complete disgrace, people will still want to tune in to hate him. Well, if I had to guess, I would say that he's not going to make it very far. I think his problem isn't going to be moving. It's going to be taking direction and remembering. I think he's going to have some memory issues. 
It's yeah, I, I just don't think he's going to get votes. I think he's gonna be, I think there's going to be too many people who just don't like him. He's going to pull the baby houseman and he's going to be out there starting to do the thumb thing because he's going to forget what to do. Oh God. You know what I mean? I he's just going to do. He's not going to be able to remember the lift. So you this know. last one we've actually interacted with before. Who? So we, we kind of have a personal connection with mm. Tara Jolie. She's best known for her work on Little Women L.A. Oh, my God. And Tara's Little Family. <sighs> yes, you guessed it. <laughs> the little person, mm. the, the blonde mm-hmm. one yes. from Little Women L.A. The one where her husband called me a twat? No, this is the single blonde one. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. How, how is that going to work? Well, her partner is Sasha Faber, who's a bit of a short guy. But I know, but I mean... He's not like, that short. <laughs> how would you like to be the guy that goes, and exciting news, Sasha. <laughs> We've got a challenge for you. You are getting paired up with Tara. Tara Limpinski? <laughs> no. Tara Reed? <laughs> no. Better. Ever watch Little Women of L.A.? No. What? <laughs> what is that? Did anyone? <laughs> is that something to do with the book Little Women? No. Better. <laughs> do you um, think she'll wear stilettos? Uh, I think she'll wear the typical dancing shoes with the, the kitten heel. but And a lift. Wow. Jamie, this is going to be such a, a mess. I don't... I don't know what to... I'm speechless. Like the nose-picking guy. I'm speechless. What? I feel this is a bit exploitive. I don't understand. I, wow. I feel bad for the judges because I They're going to have to completely act like what they're seeing is not a complete shit show. It's... Like, what is this? The carnival? Oh, wait. <sighs> they probably wouldn't say that. Uh, what is this? The circus? No, they wouldn't say that either. I mean, how are they going to, like, even... I don't judge, know. Say, like, you know, can you... You're kind of sticking your butt out a little too far. It just sticks out that way. Oh, you know, try not to arch your back. It just arches like that. Oh my God. You know, well, like they, how are they even going to give her criticism? How can they you, without you know, people try getting outraged? Try, try and elongate. My legs are just short. This is just what it is. Although, I mean, I, in all honesty, never have I watched the show. So I don't know what her what her stat what she you know her physical features are well that'll be interesting won't it won't that be fascinating in our world to have one more thing to, I don't even know by. why they did that I mean it's just it's ridiculous but you know what here's the other thing too though is they probably thought the same thing when they had Noah Galloway on there who was an American veteran um, oh, an army he, veteran limbless. he was missing his arm and he yes. had um, a titanium leg on there and he made it to the top four or the top three and he was really good it wasn't just sympathy no, he was really good. Oh, I watched this season. He was really good. All right. Do you did you did you come up with an ugly and awkward moment? Well, I came up with the story I told Olivia this week. So okay. Well, let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Ugly 
So, I don't know what prompted Olivia to ask me this, but I'm assuming she had a similar experience, but she came in to me and she's like, Mom, she's like, have you ever sneezed and farted at the same time? <laughs> oh, said, all right. Well, I said, uh, yes, I did do that one time. She's like, have you ever done it before in, in front of someone? <laughs> and I said, um, yes, I did, actually. It was in third grade in front of uh, my friend Scott. And oh, no! She, she said, what happened? I said, well, everyone was getting ready to line up to go outside to recess, and I was putting my pencil and notepad away in front in my desk, and I sneezed really hard, and I farted, and I said I did it twice. And she <gasps> says, you farted the second time, too? I said, yes, I did. And oh, I said, no. I looked behind me, and I said, because I thought maybe the sneeze was so loud, it would, you know, overshadow the sound of the fart. And I said, and it didn't. And my friend Scott <laughs> was looking down at me, and he was kind of like smiling and half nervous, half smiling. And she's like, did he tell anyone? And I said, fortunately, he did not tell anyone. And so she, I said, he, Scott was a good friend. Oh, my god. And she's gosh. like, wow. She's like, that could have been really bad. I'm like, I know. And so I'm like, why, why did do you, you do it? I said, did you do it in front of anyone? She's like, no, I just wondered. I'm like, mm. she's like, I'm not I'm going like, to tell you anything. I said, gee, thanks, Livia. So, so you, she, she basically made you say one of your original ugly and awkward moments. I, they started young. Yes, they definitely started young at a young age. She always is asking me weird things. Just <laughs> She wants to have some solidarity with another. I think that's what it I'm is. I'm alone. I'm guessing she did it in her room and then oh. she was wondering if, you if know, anyone, anyone heard. heard and then wanted to know if I did it. And of course, I had to go into this big long story about, you know, <laughs> Scott, third grade and Scott and... <laughs> You know that, so it's almost awkward in itself. She made she basically left you hanging in the breeze. She always <laughs> does that. Story. She's always making me feel embarrassed about things that I what? do. That's that's a skill. She's just, that is, she's like Stephanie. She's always trying to make me feel awkward or embarrassed about things. Stephanie has that ability. Yeah, that's she true. can do that to you. You know that reminds me of youth and you know being awkward your whole life. Yesterday, Daryl and I, or I, not Daryl, I had ran to the grocery store. Shockingly, I know, and there was a couple, and they probably were in their late eighties, but they were very uh, spry, and they had their shit together as far as they were sound of mind and all. The older woman, she had come, she had gone somewhere. And she was, I was checking out and she was standing kind of in front of me and her husband was in the register next to me and really loud. She goes, Hey honey, I found the baby oil. And he's like, Oh, all right. Great. Great. He goes, Oh, he goes, and I found the coconut oil. It's virgin and it's organic. The perfect combination. <laughs> and I turned to look and he's got two cases of PBR. PBR. Pap's Blue Ribbon Beer. What the hell were they going to do? I don't know. But I turned to look at her and she's wearing a crazy hat and she's old, like really old. And she's got her purse with the baby oil sticking out of it. And I was like, wow, that's going to be me. Hashtag <laughs> be relationship me. goals. Right? <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, Daryl, got the baby oil. <laughs> I, but you know why? Because I almost wonder if she did it on purpose. Because we were at Trader Joe's the other day, and I was getting, like I said, Malia likes cucumbers in her lunch. And so we were at Trader Joe's, and they have hot house cucumbers, the long English ones. Right. They're like a foot and a half long. So I pick one out, and there was this family that, you know how sometimes people just end up indirectly following you, like they're on the same route as you at stores and stuff? Right. This dad, his wife was getting the food, and he was standing with the cart 
And so, and he was kind of just like always there wherever we were in the right. store. So I grabbed a cucumber and I said, hey, is this big enough for you? And I, <laughs> I handed it to Daryl and he's all, he's just looking at me like, really, Jamie, really? Like, yeah, really? Is this big enough? <laughs> and if he was smart, he would have said, is it for you? Right. But he didn't. That's it's like, will this that. work? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. So my awkward moment, uh, I was alone. You you remember the moth situation in Hawaii? Yes, of course. Okay, the large moths. Well, I was in the shower. I didn't poop in the shower or anything like that. <laughs> I was in the shower and I finished my shower. And this is a quick, quick one. And I open up the door and I grab, we have these hooks on our shower door that have the towels that we're going to use for drying off. So my towel, I grab it and, you know, I'm wet. Right. I grab it and I open up the towel. And the second I open up the towel, a moth flew out of the towel and landed in my eye. In my eyeball. Oh, my God. It was a small one. So I flung it. I was like, ah, because I thought maybe it was a spider. And which would, I can't, Paul, I can't oh, even. Oh, God. No. I can't even fathom. So I freaked out, of course, and I rubbed my eye and it was and I'm looking around looking for it because now my eyes cloudy because it's got dust in it, moth dust in it. Right. So I'm looking around going, what? Where is it? What is it? And I'm looking and I'm shaking the towel out. And, you know, there's nothing more vulnerable than being naked and wet and not able to see out of an eye. And I'm looking around and the moth had landed on my arm and it was stuck. Dead. Oh, because you're wet. Because I'm wet. And, if, you know, now that now that all the fairy dust is off of it, now it's like it's given up its will to live. Oh, geez. So I had to flick. And, it, of course, I can't flick it off because I'm dripping wet. And I'm like, okay, I think that's what you get for creating this moment for me where you fly into my eye. Like, what is this? Some kind of assassin? Ooh, it, like, it what? sounded like a suicide. <laughs> Flinging yourself into someone's eyeball. A mothicide. A mothicide. And I'm like, you know what, does this, and I just, I'm looking around, I think I even said this out loud, does this happen to others, or is this just something that I get to experience? I Do know. I, am, am I the only one that gets eye assault? How'd you get a moth, moth way up in your bathroom anyway? That's hard it to was, get up there. It, I know. Well, we have the deck. We have a deck oh, leading out. okay. So perhaps it came in through the deck. But, I mean, on one hand, I'm glad it wasn't a spider. But on the second hand, I'm like, who else is assaulted by moths? This is, and this is the second time I've been buzzed. It's like, is, is my name somewhere on a poster in Mothland? Like, Jeez. why is this happening? Yeah, really? I don't what, understand. What did you do to the moth community? Well, I don't know, but it's national. It's a national issue. Clearly, I'm on their watch list. Something. Yeah, really. To the point that they're, you know, trying to gouge my eyes out. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, that was my awkward moment. Well, you and your deceased moth can enjoy 10,000 points this week. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully that'll go towards his family. You know what? Screw them. Screw their family. I know. I know. All right. Their well, I think we should probably just wrap it up. <laughs> moth terrorist. <laughs> right? But... Anyways, mm. well, thank you everybody for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying uh, the last remnants of summer. We will see you next week. And uh, keep listening, keep shopping, and enjoy your time. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. All right, Sorry. bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. 
and then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.